ESPN 690 and Action Sports Shacks presents Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau. We're going to have to show a little more patience than the year two pom-pom people. Casey Kurtz. Yo! Well, what are we doing, bro? Come on! And Aaron Schachter. I'm, I'm all in favor of these two showing their love and really celebrating their relationship. This is Brent and Friends with Brent Martineau, Casey Kurtz, and Aaron Schachter on Jacksonville's home for ESPN Radio, ESPN 690. Hey, welcome back to Bartram Trail High School. Buholz in town tonight. Big, big district game. Big football game here in the state of Florida. It's our game of the week on the Friday Night Blitz on Fox 30, CBS 47. It's our game of the week here on ESPN 690, the Blitz Scoreboard Show, which will be tonight at 9 o'clock, presented by Nimic Buick GMC and Baker Sports. And, well, got the handy-dandy GMC Sierra hanging out. You know, I, I've been, I jumped down. I'm like, I don't have to sit on the, the edge the whole time. I just <laughs> jump right down. <laughs> like, I think your butt like hurts. <laughs> well, I'm like, why am I balancing up there? Uh, not that I really have to balance. You're working that much, your core muscles. I know. Get a workout in um, as well. So I'm like, ah, maybe I'll take this segment down on the down on the ground. Uh, we got a beautiful day here at Bartram Trail, and you know what's really cool here at Bartram Trail? And I'm not allowed to say this in the house very much because uh, we're Creekside people. Can you say but, it on the radio? Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't. Listen. It's the, I like Bartram Trail. I got good people here at Bartram Trail. I just don't like Bartram Trail when they play Creekside. <laughs> As these right. guys are walking by. I was going to say, a bunch of 15-year-olds are going to put it to you right now. <laughs> Suddenly, Brent looks like a tackling dummy. <laughs> yeah. Now he's, he's, talking. <laughs> he's, he's telling me the score of the game last week when they beat Creekside. So that was a good response by him. I nice give shot. Credit. Well done. <laughs> uh, we have so many people that we know here at Bartram uh, just for the kids growing up anyway. But we like to have fun with, uh, with that rivalry. And it is a good rivalry. I think it's so cool. Did you guys have rivals in, in high school? Like a like a good one. That's not really how my neighborhood worked. I don't think. Yeah, we had Manatee. So Manatee is a Manatee Palmetto. That was big. Big. Okay. Like because like we went. See, I didn't play football, so maybe I didn't feel it as much. Um, our rival was uh, was LaSalle Academy out of uh, uh, Academy. You say. Huh. Yeah, so it was a private school, yeah, right? Sounds and like so, it. <laughs> well, so we already like. Well, ours was a public school, mm. and so you already had that. Oh, you know, you like. Ah, yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, you had that public school, <laughs> private school thing going. Try not to disrespect anybody who went to public, private school, but um, you know, so you already had a little bit of that. And I don't know, it was pretty good because I think I've told you guys this before. Up in Rhode Island, the football teams play, the rivals play on Thanksgiving Day. They used to. I think wow. it's changed now. But they play on Thanksgiving Day. And we played at a place called uh, Pierce Stadium. And this thing host, could hold eight to 10,000 people. And that thing would be pretty darn full on Thanksgiving Day. That's at crazy. 10 in the morning. Yeah, so it's really neat, right? Um, but, so, like, that day, that was a big rivalry. Outside of that, like, when we played them in baseball, we had, like, different rivals in baseball. I didn't feel like LaSalle was our rival. But around here, you've got legit rivals. And down here in St. John's County, I mean, Bartram and Creekside, they're on the same street. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a legit, legit rival, and, and uh, which is cool. But it's also a healthy one, and uh, for the, I think, for the most part. But um, it, it, we have fun with it, and I think that's kind of neat. I like that part. And I told the kids when they started to go to high school, even before, I was like, you've got to enjoy this part because win or lose – when you play them in baseball and softball, for my kids' sake, 
like you're you're going to talk about that 30 years down the road like that's a that's a real thing like you will talk about those games those outcomes those moments you know and um i think it's neat that a lot of the kids around here get that that chance in particular down this area but we've got them all over the area you know when it, uh, last week it was riverside and jackson that's the oldest uh, rivalry in in the city and obviously there's Reigns Reball, right? I mean, gosh, those schools are less than a mile apart. So it's it's a lot of fun. I think the rivalry stuff uh, is great. This will be our game of the week. I wouldn't call it a rivalry between Buholz and, and uh, Bartram, but two really good football programs, both undefeated, and that is our game of the week here on a Friday. Uh, real quick, we've talked hockey. We've talked a little basketball. We already started with football. And I'm going to mention baseball quick. Casey, will the Yankees ever figure it out? how to win in the postseason. Uh, they're down 2 nothing. This Hopefully does not. not look good for them. Maybe because we're doing this conversation, they'll come back and win four in a row. I don't know. But I, I did the numbers yesterday, man. I mean, 61 innings of baseball, I think it was, they've played. 83 strikeouts, 37 mm. hits. That's it. 37 yeah. hits. They can't get hits. And they're just relying on the home run ball. But I feel like they've been doing this song and dance for 10 years and have not been able to figure out how to win in the postseason. And I don't hate that, by the way, but is it is it almost over for Cashman, the GM? He's been there a long time. He's had a lot of competitive teams, but he can't figure out the formula of the postseason. Yeah, yeah, we got to get – Cashman got to go, right? I'm with that. And to be honest, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to figure it out. They're not going to figure it out in this series. I said it yesterday. They're going to get swept. I mean, they're just – it's 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 not working for him right now. So yeah, they got to make some changes. I would fire Aaron Boone and I would fire Brian Cashman. Well, see, I have a very biased opinion on here. I don't want that to happen because obviously uh, you guys know. I know Travis Chapman. He's first base coach, and I think everybody in Jacksonville should be pretty proud of him, and that's pretty neat. And it's his year one with Boone, and so I've been really rooting for the Yankees to make it far or or do well, so he can you know, start establishing himself in the big leagues as a coach. And I don't know, like, if you get fired in year one because you're part of the staff, if you stick around or if you end up on another job. And so there's it's weird, like, mental gymnastics. But if we take that out, like, obviously, if Cashman goes, I would think there'd be a change with Boone, too. Um, I actually feel like more people want to see Boone out, if you're a Yankee fan, than Cashman. I feel like Cashman has just earned his spot on the team, much like uh, Tomlin does with the Steelers. It's, uh, the guy's been with him for what's got to be close to 30 years now. Was it 25 years? Yeah, I don't know. How, what does he go? Does he go all the way back? Was he the GM during that run in the late 90s? Or was he just like part of like maybe an assistant GM or something? Well, uh, I, I know. Look that up. I forget. I don't know. I know um, Bob Watson was the 96, Watson. 97 GM. But I think okay. it's been Cashman since then. So he handed off right around 96. So he was part of those. And Cashman was on that on that on that front office team. Yeah. Well, I figured that. I knew that. Uh, but was he calling the shots? And, and already, obviously, Watson then handed off a team that was pretty well built. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they what they win, four out of five or three out of four or something in that stretch. But, I think I mean, this it, is more more about uh, Cashman's relationship with the Steinbrenner family or what. I just, like, you know, George, when he was alive uh, and ran the team, it seemed like he would go through coaches and GMs, you know, fairly frequently. And it just seems like his sons don't operate the same way. Well, they don't. I, like, I think it's totally different. I think they're way more, uh, way more patient, right, uh, than obviously George Steinbrenner was. And I think they've built up some cachet, and they always look like they're right there. You know, they the Yankees, always look. Yeah. yeah, they always like the Yankees this year. 
through the first two months were better than the Dodgers, like by far. Ah, about that far. But they were the best team in baseball. They had everything working. They were pitching well. They were hitting well. They looked unstoppable. You're like, wow. The only question I had was, could they keep it up? Ah, they could because they were playing so well in the first couple months, you couldn't play at that clip. Well, since that part, it's not like they haven't played well, but they certainly have fallen way off the pace to the point where I think was it Tampa, Casey, or was it Toronto was a threat at one time. They both were. In, in the East to catch them. And then they've just never regained what they had. Their pitching has been fine, uh, which is usually the problem in the postseason. They're starting pitching. Their bullpen's been good for years. I think it's just the style of ball they play. They don't have enough guys in the lineup that can get on base. And, I mean, you're, that lineup has a great resume. That lineup for 2022 is about as average as the day is long outside of Aaron Judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just and not. for some reason that Brian Cashman shouldn't be fired because of that. Well, not that he shouldn't be fired, but uh, they've obviously given him the leash to rebound and rebuild before, and I think they'll just do it again. It ain't working. They're not going. I don't think they are. Like, I, I don't know. I think I disagree with you there, Aaron. Like, I don't know if one of you guys could pull up, but, like, what have they done in it, this deck? Like, they won well, they had the baby bombers. When they started putting the baby bombers together, it looked like the Yankees were going to be back in the playoffs in the World Series every year again. But, yeah, but they it, won in 09. The 09 was the last time they won. Have they been? No. So they haven't even been since. They to the playoffs? Been. No, the no, World no, no, Series. to the World oh, Series. Okay. So they have what? not been. And they've lost to, obviously, now they think they got cheated out of the Astros one. I'm not sure they did. I mean, what gives you confidence to say the Yankees would have won that year? Uh, the Astros, even before the cheating and after the cheating, have been pretty damn good in the postseason and just pretty damn good in general. And so, like, I don't know. Like, the Yankees are always right there for the most part. They're pretty good. They're dangerous. Uh, you don't want to face them because you know, like, they can hit at 500 feet. But there's just something missing about the New York Yankees, especially this time of year. And I don't know what it is. I just feel like it's never, en- never enough of a well-rounded offense. That's what I always go back to. I did think for the first half of the decade, this past decade, it was they just didn't have enough starting pitching. They might have had one or two guys, but they didn't have enough of it. Well... That's not the case anymore. And, and Casey, here's another thing. You know, I thought they were about to be really good for a long time with the Glaber Torreses and the Sanchez's. And yeah, the Baby Bombers. And, 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 yeah, who you got talking about. Who else did they get rid of in the Minnesota trade? Was it just Sanchez? Uh, Gio Urshela. Oh, Gio. That's right. Yeah. Uh, excellent third baseman. And, like, did they win that trade? Like, how did they do on that trade? You know? I don't – I mean, IKF is – He's a. He's almost like at times he's a um, liability on defense. I would say they didn't win that trade. No, I'd rather have Gio Urshela. As you guys are sitting here talking about getting rid of Brian Cashman, so fine. Maybe they haven't won a pennant since '09. They're the Yankees. But the East, they they won '09, '11, '12, '19, '22. The wild card in '10, '15, '17, '18, '20, '21. I mean, they're perennial playoff team. How could you fire that guy? But listen, they're not the Tampa Bay Rays, right? The Rays are the team that hangs banners for the wild card, okay? I've seen it live and in person. The Yankees aren't hanging wild card and AL East banners. Okay, but you're not firing the guy getting you in the playoffs every year. Absolutely. Every year. Absolutely, you are. I find it hard to believe. But here's the problem with that. Uh, Here's the problem with that, Aaron. They, They go up against, like, the... 
whatever the luxury tax is all the time. Like, they're spending a mint. Yeah, I, They I should be in the playoffs. And in this kind of league, in this kind of setup in Major League Baseball, you can buy your way into a successful season to some point. Yeah, until that's Sooner or later, though, you have to – well, but you can't – hey, listen, the Mets did have a successful season. They bought themselves <laughs> into a successful season. A hundred wins out in the first round. I would. I don't know about success, but uh, – Well, yeah, but you're saying it's a success that the Yankees are in it every that's year. That's true. Every year. This the is Mets have been the World Series – have been in the World Series before the uh, Yankees have last been in the Get World Series. Get them yes. Right. yes, one year, 2015, they had lights out starting pitching. They went all the way to the World Series and lost. Yes. Get them right. It's just, it's different. First of all, they've built the standard because they have all the championships. They're one of the great organizations of, of sports in our, in ever, right? So Barely. they set a different standard. And it doesn't matter getting to the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter. Like, that is it, – it just doesn't. Like, maybe it should on your resume, and I think Cashman's resume is going to be, hey, that's a pretty damn good resume, right? But when you haven't been to the World Series, man, in 13 years, go give us all the teams that have. The San Francisco Giants have won three World Series since the Yankees won a World Series. The Rays have been to – was it one or two, Casey? One. They went in 08. Just one? They went in Just 08. one? Oh, oh, wait. So right before it. And the Rays are contenders doing it. They totally did. The Rays can get in the playoffs and lose, too. And, and they, they don't can. spend near as They're much money. They're super good at it. <laughs> they don't spend near as much money. Cook him. Cook Aaron Schechter. He's wrong here. Tell him he's wrong. It's not good. Oh, my goodness. I just, I don't, I would like to figure out. I, I'm fascinated by the Yankees' lack of success this time of year. Uh, and, and I just, it's like it never changes. I mean, the Yankees fans have to be – they love the 60s, whatever home runs judge hit. What do you end up with, 62? They love the bombs. They love Garrett Cole during the season. Garrett Cole, by the way, has been good this postseason. Yep. You can't even pin it on him. Yep. But Wait till tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, but they can't figure it out. I think it's wild that they can't figure it out. So uh, you're keeping Cashman. Casey, you're firing Cashman. So quick. And the manager. Everybody but the first base coach. So do you have, like, a GM in mind <laughs> that's you, out there, or are you, are you plucking somebody from the front office? Listen, if you work in baseball and you don't call Theo Epstein every five minutes to see if he's available, then you're an idiot. Oh, but that's the that point is he's not available. Gun. That son of a yes, gun. Yes, he is available. Not, he doesn't have a job. That son of a gun Listen, better not go there. working for somebody, not as a GM. No, he's not working for anybody right now. He just met with... Um, he met with the Mets, I think. He, he better not go to the Yankees. Oh, that would be He can't do that. Right. I think, no, I think, oh, I don't Yankees, think he Theo. could do that. He couldn't do that. Do it, I, buddy. I don't think he likes the Yankees, man. No. Like, I really don't. Like, I'm I mean, he you. is on record saying he doesn't like the Yankees. Yeah, man, I'm with you. So, uh, if I, well. You know what he does like? Not. Cash money and millions of <laughs> yeah. it. Well, it would be fascinating. Imagine if he went to, I mean, he already has to me. Yeah, I don't care how many times you do it. I think Theo Epstein has the greatest resume of any GM that's ever lived. He broke the curse or helped break the curse with the Red Sox and the Cubs. Nobody will ever do anything like that in sports. And by the way, currently employed by the MLB front office. Well, that's not the same. And currently, is, by the way, he's like, he's like 42 years old. Yeah, I know. Well, he's, he's not, not going to be the but a, yeah, Well, not next year, but if he's working towards, he's a Yale graduate. He's a G- He met with the Mets. Look it up. I guarantee you I he know, met with the Mets. But not recently. Yes, he met recently. before the beginning of the season. No, he they met again. Without a GM for the seventh time in eight years. He met again for some other position. I'm telling you, this is the guy. But guys, like you see, what's interesting here is 
maybe I don't know if you would hire. I would hire Theo Epstein first of all, if I'm the Yankees. Secondly, I would hire him as an advisor, if not, because he found it. Like whatever didn't work, he was able to find for those two organizations, and he made some moves. Like when the Red Sox first won, won. I mean, the the Cabrera move was like, really. And they got so much. They won because of that move. Like it wasn't this sexy move on paper. And it was their defense got so much better up the middle that year because of those that big move that he made the trade deadline or or whatever it was. And and it helped. Like he knows the missing link. Like he found it. He has a feel for it. It's outside analytics. It's outside the numbers. It's outside maybe even some things that are common sense. It's a feel. And the Yankees can't do that. Uh, it's kind of like how we the Yankees. Not winning in the postseason the last decade is like the Jags having trouble winning football games. Like, we don't know why it is. Like, why can't you just win a game that's close? Like, so many teams do it. It's like a 50-50 proposition. Why can't you? Well, the Yankees, in my estimation, are like that from, like, a postseason standpoint. I can't figure out exactly why. They have some good performances. They have some really good players. And they have good parts. And it just doesn't turn out W's in October the way it used to do it. And by the way, maybe Epstein doesn't want to be the GM of the Yankees or the Mets for that matter. He hasn't been a GM since 2011. He's been a team president. He's been the GM's boss. Same yeah, he, he, It's he, not he, the same thing. I would Cashman's be fascinated. the president too right now. He's both. Yeah, he is. I think they've combined those kind of roles. It depends what organization, I guess. But I don't, I, I mean, there's, a, there's a, obviously a pecking order. But it would be pretty fascinating to see Epstein know the Yankees, too. I mean, to add that to his resume. I mean, where would he go next, you know? I always said Epstein should try to go outside. I, I thought Shot Khan at times should have called Theo Epstein. You never really see that, right? Don't you think that would work in some cases where you get a really successful front office guy from one sport and bring him into another sport? Yeah, it's well, not like he's got to play. No, no, and I also would say it's not like he has to it's, – it's not like he – has to be the GM of the Jacks. I would yeah, just not talent evaluating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would just be like, from an advisory standpoint. Again, this guy solved the riddle in Boston and Chicago. To me, that's valuable. And clearly, a smart guy. He's clearly a pretty, uh, a pretty smart guy. So we'll see what happens um, with the New York Yankees. Hey, big news. Uh, we're going to get to uh, the Elijah Moore stuff. I'm going to. Should we do that now? We can or can I it. wait for it a little bit? Uh, you can, it's already 420. We're gonna... That's all right. Well, no, we got picks, and then I'll do it in the next segment after that. Yeah, all right? We don't have because to do it today. I got, well, I, now we do no, have we to will. do it. We'll but do it. But I got I to get this in. Uh, Jamal Agnew, Shaq uh, Griffin. Griffin out yes. of this game. So Also, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Aziz Ojolari, and like eight other dudes <laughs> for the Giants, by the yeah, way. Yeah, but they, they haven't been playing. That was pretty, pretty good, by the way, on the uh, pronunciation there. Uh, say it again. <laughs> Aziz Ojolari. Yeah, very good. Thank you. That's good. Uh, hey, so anyway, cultured. I like. Hey, impact. Give me those Giants guys again. Dog. Kadarius Tony, uh, Kenny Galladay, and Aziz Ojolari. Say his name backwards. <laughs> I can't. So do you, do you think there's more than I mean, that though, right? There's more than that, but like those I'm are not, the guys. I don't matter, know yeah. these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Galladay is what. Uh, Whatever. They right? just I mean, cut him, yeah. Oh, my yeah, God, but yes. Is Kadarius Tony being out, is that a factor given the fact that the Jags couldn't play those crossing routes and stuff? Like, I, I guess I would be a little concerned about him in the middle of the field. Um, 
I mean, if but he I'm, was actually healthy, like he hasn't played all year. Yeah, I mean, so he, I he played in the first game. Like he he should be a weapon. I don't understand why he's not. What well, he's not on the field, I get it. But even in the first game, he played like six percent of snaps or something wild. So yeah. they weren't going to use him anyway. But in terms of the crossing route point, if he was healthy, yeah, I think that would be a concern because he's super fast. Uh, and so Shaq Griffin and Jamal Agnew. By the way, I think it's significant Agnew's out. I like him in the game. I feel good with Agnew. Don't you like? Don't you think fans feel good when Agnew's going to do something? I mean, heck, that play last week was awesome. It's just you've always got a shot to connect on something big with one of the fastest guys on the field when he's out there. I like Agnew. Yeah, I always feel like something can happen. I think Agnew being out is actually a bigger deal than Shaq Griffin being out. Oh, no doubt. I agree with you. Now, that might just be coming off of last week, but, yeah, I'd rather – I think Jamal Agnew keeps making plays or at least the opportunity to do so. Chad Griffin, he had the opportunity, didn't make it. I'm – you know, him not playing in the game, it's probably better at this point situation, get healthy because you don't want to see what happened last week. But, yeah, I think Agnew's super important to what they can do and what they look like they're going to start doing when he is healthy. Well, and by the way, like last week when he got, went out of the game and they needed – you know, like late in the game – oh, it was late – it was the last one. So after they score with whatever seconds left, I'm like, all right, kick it to Agnew. I was like, oh, no, he's yep. not playing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because Agnew gives you that. It's like, well, there's a chance here <laughs> that, he, that he does something crazy because we've seen it. But I do, Agnew has had some of the great plays for this organization over the last couple of years. I think it's a big deal. Now, Aaron, you said something interesting. Why? Be, or, or, Casey, you might have just said because of the bad game Shaq played. Yeah, I think in part there's not a lot of confidence right now in Shaq Griffin. But I think it's bigger than that why I say Agnew might be more of a missing piece. Against the Chargers, we saw them do just fine when Shaq Griffin didn't play. Right. And, and I think, like, I can honestly tell you that I'm okay with Darius Williams and Trey Herndon playing football for the Jacks. Like, I think that's a pretty good way to be able to band-aid if Shaq Griffin, first of all, isn't playing well or if he's hurt. Like, you're not, there's not every position like that on the Jags. Like, there's nobody that does really what Jamal Agnew can do for you the way they've been utilizing him over these last couple of years. And, again, he's not like a 20-touch guy a game, so I understand that. So I'm probably over-dramatizing. But I just feel like the replacements for Shaq, that's pretty good. I think you lose a dynamic with Agnew. Yeah. The, at least the replacements for Shaq exist. I don't think there is a replacement for Agnew. Because yeah. nobody well, does what he does. I do think a couple of guys do what he do, but not one single person. Like, for instance, you get a lot of what Agnew does if you combine two or three guys on Well, yeah. Like ETN and Marvin Jones and those guys. Yeah, we combine superhumans, but in one human. <laughs> but I understand, but you're not calling on Agnew to use all of those skills and his skill set on a single play. Yeah, what, the X factor comes from you don't know what he's going to yeah. do. You got Clay Brooks, you got Hasty as well that could probably uh, kick return. Uh, expect Christian Kirk, by the way, I think, to return punts, uh, which is always interesting cool. when you get a wide receiver, one of your top guys. Top wide receiver, yeah. Right? Returning punts in that somewhat dangerous spot. Get but people running uh, at him at 70 million miles an hour. Yeah. I'm so, not mad uh, at it. Yeah, maybe a lot of fair catches. <laughs> <laughs> but it also gives a playmaker a chance to get the ball in his hands again. So uh, we'll see if Christian Kirk can handle that job for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, so that's the big news. Shaq Griffin out, Jamal Agnew out.
Uh, the other guys, I think, are questionable on that list. Yes. And, and probably leaning toward playing. I think there's some good feeling about those other guys playing in the football game. But I, I say it again. I mean, we've lost guys here in Jacksonville this year on like Fridays and Saturdays. So um, until Sunday morning, you really never know when those inactives come out. And right after ESPN 690 game day live from the Duval House. And uh, right before, right at the start of uh, Countdown to Kickoff on CBS 47. All right. We come back. We have our picks of the week. On ESPN 690, Brenton Friends on a Friday from Bartram Trail High School, presented by Nimnick Buick GMC and Baker Sports. Four thirty on a Friday. I mean. Most people got feet in the parking lot. Not us. Most people are trying to head home for the week. We Not appreciate these you. guys. Well, speak for yourself, Aaron. You're leaving before anybody else. <laughs> but we know some of you jumping in your car right now on the way home. Brent and friends, we're on your radio, ESPN 690. We're here until 6. Aaron Schachter's here until 5. We'll find out who really has feet in the parking lot. But <laughs> as we do at 4.30 every single Friday, what we do picks. If you're on the stream, you might miss out. I was told to turn my music down, so I will do an appropriate level volume of the music. <laughs> appropriate. Like, you know? What are you yelled at you? Not too loud? You? Not enough? Listen, I, <laughs> I've i been told to, uh, you know, tone it down a bit. So here's what... Wipe it down. This is a toned-down uh, version of the picks. I like this. This I is think a, a soothing Casey. I think Amanda was just talking about being at home. I don't think she meant at work, Casey. Uh, Oh, funny, funny guy, huh? Aaron Schachter. And by the way, Aaron Schachter, you're the reason I had to do eight hours of math before the show <laughs> to come up with the records that are correct. So I'm glad you did that. Aaron Schachter at 20 and 19 and 3. Let's go, baby. Come on. Why do you get to yell? You just told me not to yell. <laughs> Brett Martino, There's a void in the room now. Brett Mar exactly. Brett Martineau is 18, 21, and 3. Brett, what's Brett, going on? What a collapse. Two bad weeks yeah. back to back. Look like the Mets right now. I don't trust you guys anyway, but okay. Well, I feel free to go back and double check. I'll tell you it took like an hour. Casey Kurtz, 2019 and three. How really suspicious that we are tied for first. <laughs> go back and check it, dog. Go back and check it. I, I'm confident the, in my math. The guys that are running this thing are tied for first. Shocker. Mm -hmm. And Mark Davoli is also playing. So Poor Mark. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Poor Mark. This is brought to you by Devoli's House of Cards. So, um, how about we be nice to Mark? I said he was playing. I didn't say anything. You guys are the ones <laughs> he's assuming not that's that far a bad back. By the way, well, it's a good thing he's got that card store to fall back on. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's a good thing he's not making a living off the picks. But I think he's got a sense of humor. <laughs> Let's move into the picks. College football. You hear the music. You know what it's about. UCLA is Mojo calling in for this pick, but they are plus six and a half as they travel on the Oregon Trail to Oregon. I'm taking Oregon. Minus six and a half. Ooh. Uh, I'll take uh I'll take Oregon too. I don't like UCLA. <laughs> Sorry, Mojo. Aaron? Gimme the brew crew. Uh he's trying to get on Mojo's good side for Monday. <laughs> I don't have the bullies pick, so I'll get him for you. We How convene. Make sure to get him before Sunday. <laughs> we move on. Or Saturday. <laughs> Texas. On the road, but a six point favorite. I didn't even realize that. That's a confusing spread. Texas is six-point favorite at Oklahoma State. What does Vegas know that we don't, Aaron Schachter? Oh, I just saw... Wow, now I'm forgetting. I just read something in Oklahoma State this morning that made me question this. Oh, uh. uh, yeah. They, well, the defensive lineman, I think, is going to the draft. Yes, yes. I'll go Texas on this. They know something I don't. Brent? 
Uh, I'm not buying it. I'm going Oklahoma State at home. I'll go Oklahoma State as well, Aaron. So that would be good for you if that pulls out. Last college game of the week, Pitt plus two and a half at Louisville at night, 8 p.m. And Louisville should be rowdy minus two and a half. Mm -hmm. Brent, what do you got? Yeah, Pitt's, Pitt's been good the last few years, but I don't think they're that good here. Uh, I'm going to go Louisville under the lights. I think that does matter in college football. It's weird, but it does matter what time of day you play. Aaron? I'm going Louisville. Give me the Redbirds. Well, then I have to take Pitt. Why not? You know, it makes sense. Everybody else is going to game picker upper situation, so we might as well. Hold that on. game's funny, isn't it? Because, like, two programs that have been good at times over the last handful of years, but they're really not. Like, yeah. this rendition of those teams aren't, isn't that good. But the Louisville team can score, though. Well, they, yeah, they can. But they're still not that good overall. <laughs> got one guy. You manage the music, Aaron? No, I love it. Anyway. What? <laughs> we go to the NFL, the Indianapolis Colts. On the road against the Tennessee Titans. The Titans. I hate the Colts. Two and a half point favorites. I hate the Titans. Aaron? <laughs> Uh, this one's tough to me because uh, had last week not happened, I'd be all over the Titans on this. But I kind of believe that the Colts are going to start to turn it around. Jonathan Taylor back this week. A little semblance of normalcy. Matt Ryan, if he throws it 70 times, they'll win. I'll go with the Colts. Who are we supposed to even be rooting for in Jacksonville in yeah, that game? A lightning strike. <laughs> An earthquake. I've got the Titans. I think the Colts suck. It's just not fun to pick the Titans. I know I hate the Titans more than I even hate the Colts, Ugh. but I think the Colts suck. I can't believe they have three wins at a tie. They're the worst team outside of Denver that's got multiple wins in the league. Matt Ryan told me it's this kind of talk that makes him want to win the rest of the year. Probably does. Let's see if his arm even is. Uh, can he lift it this week? <laughs> We're going to find out when that game takes off. But we move on. We got the Chiefs. Did my you give your pick? Oh, my bad. Titans. All we right. got the Chiefs minus. It was so I was obvious. I thought everybody would have picked the Titans, but, you know, I guess not. Guess anyway. Not. Uh, the Chiefs minus two at the 49ers. Christian McCaffrey likely not playing in the game, obviously. You know Patrick Mahomes' record coming off a loss? 17-0. and 0. Yeah, I have no idea either, but I imagine it's good. I'll take the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's only a two-point spread, huh? Dos pointos. By the way, I, think, didn't I, I thought I saw somewhere, and maybe that's changed since I saw it this morning, that McCaffrey might play in the red zone packages. Yeah, I thought they said he might get in the game. Yeah, I think he's scheduled to play in that game. But, again, not probably full load of it, but uh, in the red zone area if they get there. <laughs> uh, we will go with the uh, Chiefs as well. Aaron? I'll go Niners in this one. It's in San Francisco. They're starting to put it together. They're riding a high of picking up Christian McCafferty. <laughs> we come like down that. to the Giants. never change on that. <laughs> we come down to the Giants and the Jags. You know the spread. It's three points, and you know who the favorite is. Brian Martino, can I put you down for the Jags? Yeah, you can put my house on the Jags. Wow. Uh, though the three points is a little something. I'll take the the house goes on the money line, okay? Okay. Uh, He's bet his house many a time before. If you're yeah. new here, he loses every time. Oh, wow. not every time. He's lost but, a lot uh, of houses. I've right. already guaranteed you the Jags are beating the Giants. I did it on Monday morning madness. I did it on Brent yeah. Friends Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Did it again last night on Jaguars All Access. I'm doing it here this afternoon. Right. The Jags will beat the Giants on Sunday. Aaron. Like, I, I desperately want to take the Jags in this game. Everything then is going to a Jags win, but everyone is it. picking the Jags. It's hard to be on that train when nobody is picking the Giants. This guy's got all this confidence uh, now, because his Jets are four and free. Let's, <laughs> let's go. Let's go, Jags. I'll, all right. I'm in. Oh, I'm I in. It down. You're unbelievable. I'm in.
I'll take the Giants. I just want to make sure you had me down as the uh, Chiefs, right, over San Fran? Yes. Okay, just double, and the Titans over the Colts. Hmm. Yes. Okay, I just want to make just double check with the scorekeepers. I don't know what that means. I think he thinks there's a conspiracy afoot. Listen, Brent, I, I don't care if you think there's a conspiracy or not. Get out on time so we can play Aaron's song that he desperately doesn't want to play. Yeah, we do. Have, we, he does not want us to play this song. So I've already killed setup. all the promos in the internal, so oh, we're going to oh, take a quick oh, break. We're going to come so back, not and it's time, baby. Oh, my God. Hey, welcome back. Marshall Trail High School. Buholtz plays the Bears tonight in a big one in a district matchup. Two undefeated teams on the season. Fantastic football teams right here in St. John's County. It's our Friday Night Blitz Game of the Week on TV side. Fox 30, CBS 47. It's our Blitz Scoreboard Show Game of the Week, of course, on ESPN 690, 9 o'clock tonight. We'll talk high school football, football at 5, coming up Fridays, presented by Nimnick Buick GMC and Baker Sports. The guy's back in the studio. Of course, that's Casey Kurtz and mm-hmm. Aaron Schachter. Yo, yo, yo. Aaron Schachter, Jets fan, mm. Elijah Moore fan. Maybe not. <laughs> Agent of Elijah Moore. <laughs> What's going on there, man? He's not going to play on Sunday. Yeah, so the news broke yesterday. He requested the trade. He actually broke in the last segment of the show where I completely got derailed and lost my mind. And then the whole way home, I'm just sitting there texting all my buddies while I'm driving like some dangerous jerk. I couldn't focus whatsoever. I couldn't believe this man was requesting a trade on the Jets, a 4-2 Jets team. And so the latest is that Robert Sala, Joe Douglas, they say they're not going to trade him. But uh, breaking news, Brent, it's exactly what they said during the Jamal Adams saga. It's exactly what Joe Douglas says. I don't know if you remember the agent survey and the, the executive survey, but Joe Douglas, one of the least trusted GMs in all of football based on the things he says. So... In my opinion, if he goes, we're definitely not trading Elijah Moore. It means they are definitely trading Elijah Moore at some point here. The question is where? The Jags? Could you use them? Maybe? No? Why not? You don't think so? I don't Spo- think so. Supposed to be dynamic. I'd I wouldn't have know DJ from this more. year. I'd rather have DJ. That's what my friends are like. Oh, why don't we trade more for more? Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. But they're going to hold him out of the game this week. What does that tell you? That means they're probably not going to remedy the situation. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's probably out of here. Meanwhile, if you're Elijah Moore, like, you were campaigning to get A.J. Brown here. What did you think was going to happen when he got here? What, were you going to have 12 targets a game with A.J. Brown across the field? It is disappointing, though, I guess, when you uh, they draft receivers and your playing time goes down and he's just not getting a lot of production. So uh, he's taking his ball and going home. But here's the thing. They drafted Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson doesn't have as many targets or snaps or routes run. Like, Elijah Moore is still the number one. They're just not throwing. Uh, Well, I get this at 644 this morning, and I hope this segment's going somewhere because (laughs) the text was at 644 this morning. And for some reason, well, I was up because they did TV. He was trying to get you on a mindset. He he was trying. And, and, And this is what we get from Aaron in the group text. At 644. Now, Casey's like in... REM sleep, right? <laughs> I, uh, I've just been hit with inspiration I and was. plan to have a song for the show today. Yeah. Now, apparently, that's been backed off a little bit. Well, look. But too bad the song's recorded. It's in the system. Let it me, needs no explanation. Let I'm me tear down. At it in one right let now. Me, let one me tear away. down the fourth wall for a second. When I had the inspiration, I was like, oh, this is a creative idea. And then I made the song, and I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm going to bring this to the guys. 
And then in the four hours since then, I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't know anymore. <laughs> Wait to set the t- hey, hey, there's one thing you're doing with this setup. You're sure as hell setting the not over-promising. <laughs> yeah. So you can still really under-deliver, my guy. <laughs> Listen, just play the song so I can humiliate into a puddle in this seat, please. Here Thank we you. go. Jets wide receiver Elijah Moore, who has questioned his role in the offense, has now requested a trade. He had been excused from practice today for what the team called personal reasons. Moore had a promising rookie season, but has been a non-factor. Uh, hey there, Elijah. What's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, and yeah, the Jets are looking pretty. Yes, they do. Which sounds good. Not bad. The green and white are good. Who knew? I swear it's true. Nobody knows really the answer. Hey there, Elijah. Why you leaving football practice? What you're mad about your targets? Now you're prickly like a cactus. You're four and two. <laughs> Set the throws will come your way, my dude. Just drop the dude. Just drop it. Oh, what you do to me. It's what you do to me. Huh. Whatever keyword, oh, keep it. Now the Jets will be four and three. Oh, uh, you uh, just hang with family. Uh, cursing at gangrene. Another hey verse. there, Elijah. Zach just got back on the field. I know he's knocking off some rust, but please don't turn into a heel. We have it good. <laughs> have it good. The running game looks like it should. Really good. You knew it would. You knew it would. Hey there, Elijah. <laughs> Trade demand is what you wield. I say just give him what he wants and make him play with Baker Mayfield. Can't believe <laughs> you'd want to ruin harmony. What a jerk. My heart, it bleeds. Come on. Oh. From gangrene. I should have the March of oh, Man play in the background. What you do to me? <laughs> Disrespecting Sala and Jody. Sala and Jody. We can fade it out now. It's good, Casey. Good work. Way to jump in there. I'm helping. Yeah. And now I'm sweating. That was good, man. I liked it. I mean, I, gosh, I was over-delivered for sure. Heck yeah. How long did it take you to write that? Like, I uh, mean, you, 6.44 this morning. What the hell did you do all morning? Well, I write didn't, that song? I didn't write it at 6.44. I wrote it when I came in. Rumor has it he was not on the Eagle this morning. As it turns out, it was just straight music for four hours. <laughs> it doesn't take long to write a bad parody song, guys. I mean, let's yeah. get real. That's true. Um, I thought I will say, though, like... You know, against the other one that you did. The Wander Franco song. Yeah, this is like a wheelhouse for you. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought the voice sounded good. Okay. The lyrics were strong. It's right on target. I got to be honest. I, I have. I, I feel like I got to do a hip-hop song next time. <laughs> that might be tough. Uh, All right, we'll see. That sounds like a challenge. Elijah long, Moore. Long story short, Elijah Moore is a jerk <laughs> trying to ruin the Jets. Dang it. Yeah, I think I gotta believe he goes somewhere. Dang. Usually these guys go somewhere, right? Yeah. Usually it ends up being And knowing Joe D is gonna get like a second rounder for him or something. He's none of this, you know, nonsense fifth and sixth rounders. Yeah. 
Uh, well, let's see. You love Joe Douglas. Oh, and Joe, we trust, man. Look what you he really built. You really do. Look what he built. I mean, built. you love Joe Douglas more than you like Cashman, for crying out loud. <laughs> Cashman, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see. Man, they're forward, too. I think Salah's doing a heck of a job. They're doing a heck of a job, and they're still not like... The, the crazy thing about would you have thought the Jets could be four and two without Zach Wilson kind of leading the way? No, you know no. What I mean? Because he's really like a subplot in all this. Subplot stuff. is an understatement. In the last footnote, in the last game, he only threw eighteen times. In the last three games, I think he's totaling under four hundred yards total. Yes, that's wild. They're, so they're running. Just, they're running. Really they're wild. asking him to game manage, and rightfully so. He hasn't earned the right to throw the ball downfield. The guy yeah. threw like a ton of picks. So, yeah, you got two great running backs, a tremendous playing offensive line. Maybe the offensive line themselves aren't great, but the guys are doing a great job. ABT, an amazing job this year. And they're running the ball so well. Like, Elijah Moore, the throws will come, bro. What yeah. are you doing? Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Listen, I will say, you brought up something pretty interesting. You know, they're really managing Zach Wilson. They are, uh, you know, last year they really man managed Mac Jones. Uh, Justin Fields, I don't know what the hell they're doing with him, you know, right now. But, you know, the Trevor Lawrence is being managed, but I don't know if Doug's holding stuff back. Like, he's actually indicated that he's not. He's letting him do his thing. Now, there's a lot of safe stuff in there, short yardage, not a lot downfield. So whether that's an opportunity, that still exists for Trevor. But I'll just say they're all these guys are smart. And managing, you even take Dayball, right, with what he's doing with Daniel Jones. They're smart the way they're coaching and managing the game with these guys. Although I would say the one guy, Trevor Lawrence, like Peterson's throwing the whole offense at him. I think this is just kind of their offense that comes with a lot of short throws and timing throws and and some of the quick game in there. Um, and again, I'm interested to see if it evolves. I, I'm not sure I believe it's the full thing, uh, but way more he trusts Trevor than any of those other guys that I mentioned. Yeah. Which I think is interesting. It's just, if you look at all the quarterbacks taken that year, Trevor Lawrence is the one going downfield the most. Easily. Yeah. He's not yeah. able to connect the most. He doesn't. He didn't necessarily have the talent to do so last year. But uh, in terms of attempts, like 20-plus yards, I mean, he's up there way more than a guy like Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or, you know, obviously Trey Lance is injured. But All right, before we let you go, you brought up uh, an interesting story today. I want to get it in before, let's just hope he has another good game. Tyson Campbell. Uh, Next-gen stats, some of the metrics say top five corner in the NFL. Era. Yeah, so NFL.com's got a piece out with uh, Next-gen stats analytics team. And so they list the top ten shutdown cornerbacks in the league. And at one and two, you got both the guys on the Eagles. James Bradbury, who we know is amazing, obviously. Darius Slay, another amazing cornerback. Both those guys starting on the Eagles, a big reason why the, that Eagle team is so good this year. You got Patrick Sertain, right, who I guess is playing against the Jets this weekend um, yeah, at number team, three. Man. But at number four, man, Tyson Campbell may not be the most notable Jacksonville player, says NFL.com, to show signs of improvement in year two. But his growth, nonetheless, has played a role in the Jags' increased competitiveness. Campbell, who was high school football track and field teammates with Patrick Sertain and Anthony Schwartz, brown rod receiver at uh, American Heritage High School in Florida, puts his speed to use on the field this season, ranked number fourth with a next-gen uh, stat average coverage score of 84. All right. Pretty big good stuff. Uh, that's good. And by the way, Tyson Campbell has been showing that growth for a long time. He obviously had the rough outcome against uh, Washington, and he's got to get his head around on some things, but he's a good player now. Jags have themselves a really good cornerback in Tyson Campbell. I'm not sure. I'm not going to sit here and rave and say, hey, top five yet, 
but he's on his way to being in those kind of conversations, especially if he can get a couple more interceptions. Aaron Schachter, take that singing voice out of here, baby. Have yourself a good weekend. For me to see you guys. All right. I'm oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, really I told you to stay in the other key. The auto uh, Yeah. <laughs> hey, we'll be back from Bartram Trail High School. We'll talk some high school football with our head coach, our Hall of Famer, Kevin Sullivan. He joins us football at 5. I'm Britton Friends on ESPN 690, presented by Nimic Buick GMC.